Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Love it, though. Because I creep. Yeah. Such a classic. Oh, R.I.P. Lisa Nefti. They had some serious tunes, didn't they? Favorite TLC song, Don't Overthink It, Go. (sighs) The cogs are whirling, and I specifically told you, do not engage brain. What does your gut tell you? I think I probably got, I think Scrubs back in the day. But the reason why the 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 cogs started going was because uh, I remember a girl in sixth class had the album and I thought it was a bit risky because it was uh, crazy. Cr- crazy, sexy, cool. And I thought it was a bit risque to bring in an album with sexy on it in sixth class. So, you know I mean? But that was just you and your altar. Your homemade that altar in the gaff. My, ho- my homemade altar, yeah. I think my mom was pretty worried about that one, but... I know I have asked you this before, but did you take Mm. the pledge? You did. I did take the pledge. I wanted to take, now by that stage, I don't know what happened. I think think sixth class was a a fruitful year for me, but when the pledge came around, I wanted to take it to 16 and my dad wouldn't let me. He said I had to take it to 18. I thought that was a bit strict. Uh, Jimmy, pick your battles. Come on. Mr. Chimney himself. And then I think after the confirmation, like my memory of it is it was on the day and that feels a bit weird, but it probably was on the day. Me and Isabel went off for a smoke on the day to like break the pledge. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure, the confirmation. Yeah, but just to get that that flag. Yeah, just so that it wasn't hanging over you. Yeah. We, yeah. we just got it out of the way. Oh, do you know, we didn't even go that far. We just went a couple of doors down from our house. There was kind of like, there was a corner, you know, there there was the corner. You see, there wasn't really a corner house. There was the end house and then there was a corner and then there was like these uh, little kind of mini apartments. So we just kind of dipped in there to one of the bushes. And had a and smoke. The, I, I can just imagine, can just imagine the rings of smoke billowing above the hedge. Well, I, I was smoking for a good while before I could actually inhale. Like when I think about it now, it's pretty bad. I think I was like well into. Now I didn't start smoking in sixth class, but 
And I didn't, I remember in first year, a few people were smoking. I was like, oh no, I don't want to get addicted. And then I started getting the smokes into me. And then a girl told me, Fiona Dempsey, who are walking out of school one day. And she's like, asking for a drag or an end or whatever. And she's like, you're not even inhaling. I was like, I am, I am inhaling. <sighs> that was oh, always I, such a stinger. I, I thought I was because it was coming out of my nose, but I wasn't inhaling. So I went up to the attic later that day and had a smoke out the window. And I discovered indeed I was not inhaling. And I inhaled for the first time. And I remember like, gave me like a rush. <laughs> I see, I know, because this is ground we have covered before, but I was never into the smoking because my parents were such big smokers. I did give it a go mm. a couple of times, but like all that stuff where I'd like light the fag the wrong way around, like there was no mm. inhaling, would set fire to my feet, a jumper, et cetera, et cetera. So it was just, yeah. it was never a good look for me. I think I just yeah. could not pull it off. It, it's like now you see I've never uh, had a pint of Guinness because I haven't had the the commitment to stay with that because then I remember okay. I remember somebody's mom telling us that when they started drinking Guinness they used to get a glass of Guinness with blackcurrant yeah your and blackcurrant and that's how you'd ease yourself into the Guinness and then you kind of gradually progressed to just having the pint of Guinness and that's all it was so I was like that sounds like a lot of effort for me I'm just going to stick with my peach snaps although obviously I had to later give up peach snaps because you like your teeth once you puke from peach snaps you never go back I've never I never I've never had a pint of Guinness I've only had cans in like dire moments when there was nothing left and I yeah. was absolutely first thing in the morning when you've got that thirst it's just it's I'll never forget I'm not interested in the pint of Guinness now to be honest yeah well I'm not I'm I wouldn't say I'm a Guinness kind of but I have drank a pint on occasion and enjoyed it but it definitely is an acquired taste for sure because you know it's neither salad nor liquid it's somewhere in the middle it's it's Mm. it's a strange one (gasps) Big news on the munchie box front. Hit me. So I was out and I asked Ella if she'd ring to order the munchie box and whatever she was getting grand. Come back to the gaff, the munchie box arrives and it's different. It's in a different box and the curry sauce is not in the munchie box. Okay, it's separate. And I open it up and this time now, the munchie box has peppers in it. I don't okay. like when this happens because you get into a groove with something and then you open it up and you're like, they're after changing the whole fucking game here. Still, like, it was still nice, but it wasn't, it wasn't how it had been before previously, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was, a little, I was a little bit disappointed. And then Ella told me that my munchie box was 15.50. And I was like, 15.50? I was like, it's 9.50 or 10. I was like, 15.50. I was like, that's a bit of a stretch. I was like, they're after charging me a fiver for, it's not as full and they're after charging green peppers. I'm not fucking having this. <laughs> the next day I said to Shane, I said, I think I'm finished with the munchie boxes now. It just, it wasn't up to scratch at all. And he looked into it and they gave us a new flyer. So I was like, oh, they're doing the whole, 
was on the same road, but it wasn't the same place. One was number one, one was number 20. So they're oh. obviously rival Chinese on the same road. And that's what happened. And I said it to her and she's like, yeah, looks like it. That was, that's she's what happened. Cheek. She was giving me cheek. She was giving me cheek. Look, do you know what? You better not start what giving me cheek. On one of these days. She, she's going to be 18 in a few weeks. Not the time to start giving me cheek because if she starts giving me cheek when she's 18, there's not much I can do about it. My dad was a big one on cheek. Is your dad a big one on cheek? Yeah, 18. Uh, What do you mean a big one now? What do you mean a big one on cheek? A fan of? Or something that dissuaded you from cheek? Yeah, constantly calling me out on cheek, even if you weren't being cheeky. I, I mean, I really don't um, feel like I know what cheek is because he'd ask you, <laughs> he'd ask you a question, right? And you just say, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Stop being cheeky. And like, I, I actually don't know. Like, I, I'm not even making this up. So he would tell you to stop being cheeky if you were being cheeky. If you weren't being cheeky, answering a question was cheeky. Not answering the question was being cheeky. There was a lot of suppose like there's a lot of times where supposedly I was given a look I was given a look I was never oh yeah that's no well now come here okay can we just talk about the look because honestly over the past week in this house the looks the looks have instigated a lot of problems like my face has instigated a lot of problems because I'm throwing the looks left right and center but are you throwing Um, the looks and to be fair I am. And then yeah, I deny that's all. different. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's no, I'm different. 100% throwing a look. What are you throwing the look And then Everything. Oh, you know yourself. Everything. Mm. Um. Oh, did you use, did you use that scrubber? Did you for the work? To, okay. Yeah. Just to be, and you, you put the milk in the fridge. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Like a lot of, a lot of this, a lot of kind of loaded responses for me, mm. but you see, I'm sneaky about it. Cause I don't say too much either. I say just enough, just enough mm. to stir the pot, but Which not enough that I can't actually deny all. Um, but yeah, I think that she can, my gaff, I was, I'll completely confess to this. I was a very cheeky teenager, very, very cheeky indeed. Mm. And so I, I think you've done well now to get to 18 and have the lovely Ella. And only now she's starting to get a little teeny bit of cheek, just a teensy, you, teensy bit. But were your, was your dad calling you out on your cheek? That's what I'm asking. Um, what was that? I'm trying to think. I would say no. I mean, most of the cheek, I am every cliche going, most of the cheek was probably directed at my mother, if I'm being honest. Oh, okay. A lot of cheek to your mum. A lot of Giving cheek your directed cheek. at mum. Well, you see, remember, dad was carrying a gun. So you limited your cheek to him. Mm-hmm. He was armed. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So yeah, no, mom did have mom did have a, a tough time with me. I wasn't uh, I wasn't the best teenager. I know you'd find that so hard to believe, Emma, but it is the truth. But you were good um, in school, though. That must have been good for the parents. Well, yeah, I was I was good enough, and yeah, no, I was good in school. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, that's I pretty mean, good. good. I mean, when I say I would have been chatty and stuff, like I wouldn't have been given cheek to the teachers now or anything. Yeah. Um, I saved that for the poor people who had to live with me. Mm, I don't know. I probably would have been cheekier to teachers, actually. Because they're just like, peace well, out. Sure. Well, you see, that's probably... Because I don't have to deal I with it. I have to live you with... Were not, you were a nicer person. Well, no, it's just... Smart. I don't have to live with my teachers. It's a 45-minute class. Are you calling me yeah. thick? Is that what you're calling? <laughs> okay. Mir, what did you see? Did you see now? Let's let's kick off Ooh. up yeah. to 90. Mm-hmm. You saw Laura Whitmore got into spot a bother at the weekend. I did. She was fairly active, wasn't she? Fairly active. She shared. So Laura Whitmore oh, yeah. is an Irish TV presenter. She is. And she has recently had a baby with her in. partner in Sterling. Yes. Yeah. And how old is the baby? Now, hang on, Mrs. Is the intro? I'm just going to pause this here. Sorry, two seconds, Mrs. I'm just going to pause this here and move the internet. Down oh, yeah, is you're... the signal a bit bad? You... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Lola Whitmore. Yes, she had a baby a few weeks ago, six weeks ago, something like that. Maybe six weeks ago, yeah. And she shared an email that she'd received, what her agent had received from um, a journalist in the Irish Daily Mail. Yes. Saying that she they were running a story uh, on Sunday uh, sources had said that the name of the child and would she basically it was just a very polite email just like we're running the story and um, just if you wanted to get in it in it in on it or whatever so mm-hmm. she shared that on twitter and i think well the majority of people that i saw were kind of telling her to cop on yeah i think it very much um backfired on her for sure and- and then did you see what she put up yesterday? No, I didn't. So yesterday. So actually, I'll just read out just in case for anyone who didn't see it. So she put up, so um, the email that um, appeared. So it said, hi, Alex, the name of Laura's agent, bleep, name of journalist uh, here. By way of introduction, I am blah, blah, blah. I'm dropping you a mail regarding Laura Whitmore. We've been told by a number of sources that Laura and Ian have named their daughter Stevie Sterling. A nod to Stevie Nicks, it's a lovely name and very fitting. We are planning to publish this tomorrow and we would love to include a few lines from Laura and Ian as to how they settled on the name for Stevie for their baby girl. So the initial tweet then from Laura which appeared over the weekend was vile. My agent received the below email, insert name of journalist here. I'm sure you have better, more pressing things to write about than guessing a child's name and pressuring someone to talk about it either way. I'll talk about my child on my terms when I choose. So she didn't hold back, but it I think it did kind of backfire in that the, the response was overwhelmingly that her... I suppose her reaction to this was excessive. And I think people particularly took issue with the word vile. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and some people did point out that she actually initially did start out doing celebrity news and all the rest. And, you know, was there a bit of hypocrisy there, blah, blah, blah. But she came back with another tweet, which I didn't realize, Emma. What, what did that say? 
Yeah, so she said, um, the Daily Mail printed uh, pictures a photographer took of me with my baby outside my home without consent or my knowledge a week after I gave birth and announced I had a baby. When I wouldn't comment on my wedding after my management received emails, the son got and printed my man, ma my marriage certificate. I didn't even have a copy at that stage and announced my marriage before I told people myself. It's intrusive. Five years ago, the same two papers printed a picture a photographer took up my skirt. It was horrible and embarrassing. This was before the upskirting bill was brought in. I will continue to call out individuals, or sorry, I will continue to call individuals out and not sit quietly and accept it as part of the job. We all have a choice over our own lives. So that's what she came out and said about it yesterday. So I think apart from like the very black and white opinions about it, I think a lot of people were saying, fine, but you didn't have to name the journalist who well, you was see, literally was, doing her yeah. job. She's quite recently done spreads with the Mail on Sunday herself. So she has a major problem with that newspaper. I wouldn't be doing spreads with them. Yeah. A lot of people did point that out as well. Yeah, it 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 kind of makes now, her reaction a little bit problematic. But because I, I oh sorry, Emmy, go on there, Mister. Sorry, I was just going to say because they also had a Instagram page set up for the baby, so mm -hmm. obviously it was did like they? is this true? I saw this yeah. summer, but is this actually true, Emma? I think so because there was a picture of it, and you could if people you know the way you can see it's a private page and okay. it's not following anyone but it has followers and one of the followers was actually Owen McDermott who she was obviously mates with so it looks like they they set up an Instagram page for like friends and family I mean I think that's the most you know, I mean I know not guilty by association but okay but <laughs> now if I wanted to keep something I think like a, a baby name, obviously, look. Can I ask, is the, is the Instagram account, sorry to jump in here, but is it in hmm. the name of, is it Stevie Sterling or is it like Baby Sterling? I think it's Stevie Sterling. And it okay, has Baby so, Yoda as the profile pic. I mean, you wouldn't so have probably, to I say this here. one probably just did a bit of digging on their Instagrams. But that's what I'm saying. They were following look sorry now you wouldn't you wouldn't need to be johnny johnson ministerial driver armed with a gun to work out that the child then was called stevie sterling so she just did not even we're not even talking down the rabbit hole as you say just did like yeah. a little bit of a dig That's i mean you can't polish this journalist who she named i can't even remember your one's name was it neve or something can't yeah. really blame her for you know, things that previous photographers or journalists have done in the past, have done in the past. If you have a major problem with one newspaper or whatever, which I could totally understand how somebody would, just don't deal with that newspaper at all. Don't kind of do spreads with them one week and then next week kind of, you know, talk about somebody being vile who, who went and asked went through the correct channels and all the rest of it. Like, your one is just trying to write a fucking story. 
Yeah. I mean, she's I mean, not she's asking just... her her menstrual cycle or whatever. Like usually no. when babies are born, we get we get the name of the baby and the gender of the baby. And that's pretty much it. If you've done pregnancy photo shoots, like for people to ask a follow up question of, so what did you call the baby? Well, I it's, mean, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. If there it, had been a completely private pregnancy, like nobody knew about it or it was a surrogate and nobody knew about it and it was major hush, hush, hush. Or you'd never. Now, I know she's she's posted pictures of her baby, but has hidden the baby's face. Grand, but like you don't even need to post pictures at all if you don't want to. Mm hmm. So for you to post your pregnancy bump and then to post a picture of you with then baby now it's born for a journalist to ask what's the baby's name I don't really think that's a big deal if you're walking through Hollis Street fucking out to the car when you're leaving people are going to ask you what what you call her what you call yeah. I think it's a tough one in terms of you know keeping the cat in the bag like realistically your colleagues I presume you're going to share with them what you call the baby. Like it's, I, it, I'd imagine it kind of got me thinking, is it not a very difficult one to keep hush hush the name of the baby? And I can understand why you don't want the name out there in the ether to an extent. But again, I suppose what people found problematic was, you know, I guess if you, if you are kind of doing the pregnancy shoots etc of course it doesn't automatically give people right to details no. that you don't want to share however it does kind of encourage an interest and as you say Emma, it does also encourage kind of a follow-up question oh so what do you have what did you call them etc etc you know like it's 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 a little bit problematic and I totally do get um people having bad relationships with certain publications because a lot of them are like hello clearly like gross like we all agree with that but I think in this instance most of us kind of felt that okay is this not kind of the nature of the beast though because I don't know much about media but you know it felt kind of it was worded fairly politely it was sent to the person's agent and I think the main thing people took issue with the word vile seemed a little bit excessive based on the email um, that was shared and ultimately I kind of think there was no need to use the woman's name um, mm. and that seemed to be the thread throughout was just people saying look you're always talking about being kind and this isn't very kind because you're no. kind of encouraging a pylon um, and, but you know what I will say and I thought this was quite lovely actually because I just asked you know every now and again we'll throw a question out there to Shane and Fred and they're just like I don't care but I said oh you saw now that Laura Whitmore was trending on on Twitter today so I kind of filled him in on the story and you know what he said which I just think says so much about Fred Cook and it really made me fall in love with him a little bit more he was like well you know what I think I think Laura's just had a baby and you know maybe she should just stay off Twitter for a little bit because I can just imagine like she's probably I can only imagine like her hormones are probably all over mm. the place and he said, he was like, I just think it would be better for her maybe to stay off it and just mind herself because it's so easy to get into arguments with people on Twitter and things to be misconstrued on Twitter and for you to say something on Twitter and people to take it out of context or to react in a way that you didn't think they were going to react or for you to put something up and not actually anticipate how it's going to be received or actually the consequences of it. But he was like, do you know what? She has just had a baby. 
I think she should just like give herself a break from this. And I was like, actually, that is a really, I just thought it was a lovely point from Frank. Like, I mean, I hope now that it doesn't come across patronizing to Laura, but actually having had a baby, I was like, yeah, the last thing you kind of need to be on is Twitter when you, you have had a baby because you are a bit all over the place. And yeah. I'm not, ex- I'm not totally not excusing what she did put up because I, I think we all agreed, like, seriously, what were you thinking? Like, this is, this is not going to go down well. And it didn't go down well, but yeah just take a step back I think for the moment and actually her tweet now yesterday kind of I know she's doubling down on it but like I think she would have been better off saying look maybe I shouldn't have named the journalist but I was just annoyed did she say anything about naming the the journalist in question no no she didn't say anything about that you see but if she said that I think everyone like wow yeah fair enough like okay I know because that was the main thing that people hello there hello I'm guessing Tammy. I can't even see. Hello? Are you coming in? I don't think Yeah, come on in. I'm doing the podcast with Julie. Do you want to say hello? Hello there. Come on. Come over to me. Are you coming in? I just wanted to tell you something. Yeah, okay. I thought this could be healed, mm. but it didn't. Oh. We'll just look after it, I suppose, yeah? You close the door for me. Do you know what? I'm really, really enjoying Tommy's contributions to this podcast. What, should we invite him onto the Patreon? Is that where I this think, is going? I think it's a live episode, yeah. I know, like, I totally, I totally get that. Um, she's, she's like, she's just had a baby. And uh, yeah, I just don't Look, it's. I don't think it did her. This feels like a control thing, which is which I can totally understand. And you want to control every, you know, you want you want to control everything. And um, like if you if you were planning to kind of announce the name yourself, and then you got this mail, yeah, you would be pissed off. But I think. I don't know if all of that needs to be directed at that one journalist. No, I mean, the reaction was excessive. That's what it is. And a lot of people did point out, um, you know, that which I had forgotten, actually, until people said it, but that she did. Obviously, she has done journalism in college. She did Mm -hmm. start off as kind of like a showbiz reporter. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that like, and I had forgotten that. I think that that, if that's your starting point, you do need to be careful in terms of naming and shaming and describing people as vile and using that kind of language. Because ultimately we are talking about, not to make it all gendered, but we're talking about a woman in a male dominated profession who is trying to do her job. And I actually thought the email in terms of the tone of it was actually so you would know a woman wrote that email because I felt Mm. it was it was framed as politely as it could possibly be when you're asking for something that realistically people are gonna be like I would you ever feck off but like even though that was probably gonna be the response I felt it was framed as politely as possible I think we all cringed a bit I don't you know I don't think it was a good day at the office I don't think doubling down is helpful we all know where it came from and we all cringed and we all get you know we all get that you just had a baby but we still all cringed and but I mean, a backfire, hashtag backfire. I'm sure she did not anticipate it being and taken like that she, way. And I she, did laugh. The media went, has been a huge part of her career. Like, you know, obviously she's a TV presenter and a radio presenter. And 
you know, I'm sure she's lovely to work with and very good at her job. But like the media have played a huge part in her career of getting of her photograph in the paper. And, you know, it's like even so I was close. thinking of somebody like um, I was thinking of somebody like, say, Davina McCall. Mm-hmm. It would have been like a kind of a Laura Whitmore character before Laura Whitmore was on the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, like say doing, yeah, doing a for, show. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like celebrity, yeah. like, well, like Big Brother and then celebrity Big mm-hmm. Brother. And you're you know, spot kind on. of similar shows. trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. And she's had three children and she, I have, I couldn't tell you what any of her children look like. I couldn't tell you what any of their names are. She's mm-hmm. also gone through oh. a divorce in the public eye. Yeah. And seems or to even manage if you... that very well. Yeah. You know, and, and Angela's Angela Scanlon was another one I thought of in terms of like her her child, I think she does it really well because you know that you're always a bit torn because obviously your child is such a big part of your life. Yeah. But then you don't want to be you absolutely don't want to be overexposing your child either. Like, and it's something that mm. I'm really conscious of. But somebody re- relatively recently said, oh, you never put up anything about Ted, like somebody in my life. So then I actually did put up a couple of bits on him. But mm. ultimately, you don't really want to be sharing too much because like you totally get that kind of thing of, oh, but like that's my baba. And like you don't want to be, yeah. you know, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's just it's a, it's a tough one in terms of navigating it is tricky but it's funny now because this whole Laura Whitmore thing and I don't want to be like pitting you know Irish women against Irish women or anything but I just thought of Angela Scanlon this week because I feel she does that really well that you totally get that she is like a mother and obviously how central that is to her life and in terms of how she identifies herself but yet she kind of very much like keeps that part of her life very private as well I think there's a way of telling people to fuck off really isn't there it just wasn't it wasn't very the way she did it wasn't particularly well done and I think it's a shame that she doubled down and it (laughs) doubled down on it because if she came out yesterday and said you know what I probably shouldn't have named her but I was just pissed off and this is why I was Mm. pissed off people were like yeah grand but I just laugh because I did have a moment there on Sunday when all of this was kind of blowing up on Twitter and I said I can just imagine her turning to Ian in the same way I turned to Fred and say do you think that's okay to put on Twitter and they're kind of only half looking they're like yeah grand are you sure like could that be misinterpreted no yeah you're fine like the moral of the story is sorry you need an Emma Doran in your life you shouldn't be turning to your life partner asking should I put this on Twitter no I mean it, it does sound like a bit of a a Chinese water torture thing like I mean even if you saw that you're like Jesus like there has to be more to this than just somebody saying what's the name of the baby thanks bye and like really what but um on a separate no. note I do love the name I do love the name Stevie for a girl it's pretty nice isn't it yeah it is a nice name yeah it's a good one because it's kind of different but it's not like off the wall Mad. It's not off the wall. Now, no. did you hear an exciting news? Actually, it was the top of the six one news this evening. So I don't know um if you're watching it. But no. Ben Affleck is back hanging out with Jay Um yeah, they're both well now listen, here's what I think, and I genuinely do believe this. Apparently, because of course they're both single now. Um mm. 
But apparently they've always been friends, which I would well believe, because actually Jennifer Lopez seems to be one of these. She's she's a unique human being in that she remains friends with her exes, which to me is just like insane. But like absolutely commend her for it. Um, so I I think that they are just hanging out as mates. That's what they're saying, and that is what I believe. But then I went down a bit of a Ben Affleck rabbit hole today mm. and I found this story which actually only appeared today um because this was he is back in the news like being seen leaving and arriving at JLo's gaff etc Ben Affleck sent a video to a woman who unmatched with him on dating app Raya according to Mark did you see this I saw it on Twitter yeah so I just saw it on TikTok, sorry. You saw it on TikTok. I'll just read yeah. it out for the people who are unfamiliar because it's very short. A woman on TikTok went viral after she said Ben Affleck sent her an Instagram DM asking why she unmatched with him on a dating app. The woman, Navine J, no relation, thanks for asking, said she and Affleck matched on Raya, an exclusive dating app known for its celebrity users. Jay, an actress and a model, same what can I say mm. recorded herself looking regretful and added text that said thinking of the time I matched up Ben Affleck and Ray and thought it was fake so I unmatched him and he sent me a video on Instagram and then the video cuts to Ben Affleck saying Navine why did you unmatch me it's me so she posted this on Sunday and obviously it's gone viral etc on, on um, TikTok mm. I mean I have to say I just felt, I mean, it's so cringe. Like this is now, like, obviously this is just an episode of cringe upon cringe. But I mean, it's pretty fucking cringe. Like, honestly, the way he said it I mean, I But I'm such a Ben. I'm such a Ben. I know for a fact I've been in those situations where I've been uh, working somewhere and somebody has come in and been very nice to me. And we've had a little chat and they've left. I'm like, oh my God, it's is he going to come back in and ask me out? Like, I've, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. every time they come in, I'm just You're like, like he wants this. He, he's definitely going to ask me out now. He was like talking about the weather far too much at me. Like, this is about to kick off. I've already imagined oh, yeah. the whole relationship. It's, so I would yeah. definitely be it's on like he, side he, with this. That's totally something yeah. I would do. It's I would get like, totally into it. It's like when you get chatting to someone and exactly that I meant that you're, you just get chatting to someone um, in a, a reasonably corporate work environment and then they say something within the first couple of minutes like, oh yeah, I'm actually from New Zealand. You think to yourself, I could live in New Zealand and this is just water cooler chat, but you have already imagined your life living uh. in Queenstown. It's happening. No, I do. I totally get it. And like, look, Ben, We've all been there. We've all embarrassed this ourselves like, this on the dating the apps. A pa- this is off the back of a pandemic, like. Yeah. Dry spell. Oh, serious dry. dry spell. Even if you're Ben Affleck, do you think you'd have a dry spell? I mean, he's got to, because he has kids and he shares custody. So his weekends are pretty much taken up. I mean? That is true. And there is a lot of church on Sundays, isn't there? Church is a family. There's a lot of that. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. Don't get me wrong. I still don't like Ben Affleck. What? Really? Are you not a Ben fan? (laughs) No. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him at all. Oh, listen, I identify with people. He's the type when you say, you'd say to him, can you ring me a cab? Because I actually have to go. And then you're like an hour later. You're like, 
Jesus, what is taking that fucking taxi so long? And he's like, oh, I never rang it. And he thinks yeah, it's real romantic. And you're like, I'm in work at seven, you prick. Like, I need to go. It's fucking half four. I think he's one of them. No, like, I mean, definitely, like I say, I like Ben Affleck, but I think everyone does need to remember if you're just checking in top to 90 for the first time, let me fill you in. I identify with people who watched Teen Mom and watched Janelle's storyline and said, yeah, I just, I really fancy Kiefer. Like that's, that's where I'm coming from. Do you know what I mean? So look, we're all bringing our own baggage to the situation. And like, he's like, again, it comes back to Laura Whitmore's response to this, you know, polite, cheeky, but polite email. It's problematic. He is problematic. Of course, you know, nobody fancies going to church on the Sunday with three kids and the ex-wife, especially when the ex-wife is Jennifer Garner. And, you know, Jennifer is too, let's face it, she's she's a tough one to give out about Jennifer. You know, like as ex-wives go, like, oh, my ex-wife is such a bitch. You know, she really supported me when I had all those issues with alcohol. And you're like, yeah, I know. Like, it just... Unfortunately, Jennifer is the opposite of problematic. She's unproblematic, which probably makes dating a little bit difficult, I can imagine. But I quite like Ben. I do. No, I don't dislike him. I mean, if he was my cousin or something, I'd be like, oh, you know, Ben sounds like he's... Well, he'd be the type that... I can imagine having him as a male friend and always have that bit of grow. But then if my single female friends are like, what's the deal with Ben? I'd be like, oh, look, just don't even go there. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, just look, forget about it. He's funny. I find him always always very underwhelming on Graham Norton. Do you know the way he's done it a few times? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Well, like underwhelming, yeah, but... I don't know. He's, you know. So you have to fucking translate something again here now. What's going on? Hang on. I never see this coming. Talk amongst yourselves. No, I don't. It's, I don't dislike Ben, but like. I'd. I wouldn't want to. Here's the question. Okay. Do you think. Ben and Jennifer are just friends? Because I think they are just mates having the chance. What do you think? She got. She got you're, anything... a little, you're a little bit psychic, Emma. So fill me in. What's going on? Which one of them has got a project coming soon? Do any of them have anything in the pipeline? I don't know. I'm still raging that Jennifer Lopez didn't get the Oscar nod for Hustlers. I just think that Jennifer is too savvy and all the rest of it to be caught meeting up with Ben casual casual if it isn't for a reason like i like she's mates with all her exes she throws them a fucking text at christmas like let's just be fucking real about this i love to remember meeting up with them all once a month for brunch fuck off she's enough going on be in such, life. you know what she's That's got brunch the kids. I love. all the exes she's got brunch. the ex she's got the fucking workout regime she's got the fucking olive oil on the skin she's got the whole shebang my love don't cut, cut a thing. She's like learning all them fucking dance You know, routines. at least. She's for... far too busy. Yeah. Well, that, you... We know about that for a reason. You know, um, anytime I have just a little moment to myself, you know the words I say on repeat. Fred's always laughing at me. Ain't that funny? I know. We do that all, like all the time, all day long. Yeah. Look, Jennifer is too savvy for this shit for for sure. Um, 
I yeah, I do think I do think kind of just just made. Speaking of Jennifer, do you remember when she was on James Corden and she prank texted Leonardo DiCaprio? Were we buying no. that? That must have been a setup. What did she prank? She, like it must have been a setup prank because text. it was so. But it was so. It was so. Um, what you would expect of Leo. DiCaprio that like it had to be a setup so she prank texted him hang on I'm gonna find it here now oh yeah. yeah so James Corden texted uh texted him hey Leo I've got to get out of my head and cut loose and then he responded with uh you mean tonight boo boo club wise but I mean obviously that had to be a setup surely boo 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 <laughs> I know but like <laughs> Again, would you expect anything less from the Irish DiCaprio? Uh, no. But in terms of Ben Affleck, no, he is a bit underwhelming. Like, do you remember now when he was on, and he was on with them, Ryan Gosling, and maybe, was it Emily Blunt? But they were doing their Oscar stories. Oh, that was it, because it actually was a fun fact that Graham Norton had said they'd all brought their parents to the Oscars. Okay, yeah. And then, you know, but Ben gave kind of a mildly amusing anecdote where they put up the picture of Matt Damon and himself and their mothers. And he said, yeah, we took our mothers to the Oscars. And do you remember at the time, because he referenced that and obviously we all laughed, Ben, we all laughed. But he was saying, oh, this did nothing to help like the rumours around our sexuality at the time. And it did look kind of funny because he's there with Matt Damon and like, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then, but like, you're kind of like, nah. but then of course, Ryan Gosling had the story about like his mom got a beehive. And do you remember he was saying it was really high and Rachel Weisz was behind and she kept having to like look around <laughs> like his mother's yeah. head. And Meryl Streep was there. And he said, I did not know Meryl, but obviously my mother was a big fan. So I said to Meryl, would you mind, my mom got her hair done. Would you mind just telling her her hair looks really good? And then at the break, Mary was like, you know, I was going to get a beehive. I love your hair. And I just, like Ryan, he... You know I remember that. I don't remember Ben Affleck. So That's I what I mean. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. That like Ben is, he is slightly underwhelming, but he's super attractive. Come on, Emma. The worst Batman ever. The worst Batman ever, for sure. Not great no, at telling just, stories. No. Not a, no, I think maybe do be his back tattoos. I think if I'm just if I'm going to be you know completely truthful with it, the real thing that's going on here, it's not because I, I need more from somebody. I'm just not attracted to him in the slightest. He's of really? no interest. Oh God, I think now no he, interest. I thought you think he. I was thinking now. I'm just going to think he's big righty pants as well. No, snooze fest. Okay, right. Um, okay you go I was gonna ask something else but it's not relevant to the to the bet yeah go for it jump in can I tell you about a movie I watched <laughs> of course okay, oh it's actually current I watched Ooh, um promising young woman okay <laughs> I've heard of this one who's in this one now again uh who is in this one? What's her name? Give me one second now. I know her name, but I just don't want to get it wrong. So, uh, yes. Well, Pacey from Dawson's Creek is in it. You've probably <gasps> seen him in the trailer. Joshua Jackson. The reason I did arts in Trinity was because of an urban myth that Joshua Jackson was doing arts in Trinity. I know. I remember you saying this. And, and I he's like, in this movie. I fucking love Joshua Jackson. 
Yeah, so sorry, Carrie Mulligan. Oh, yeah, so is it's it meant Carrie Mulligan or Carrie? Carrie, Carrie, I suppose. So she is, basically the story is that when she was in college, her friend was um, uh, raped and her friend has since um, died and she's kind of out to get revenge. Okay. So it's so been, this is this is like a rom com. It's a rom com. No, it's like it's 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 meant to be like dark comedy thriller. No, it's oh. meant to be dark comedy, and it's just uh, been nominated for an Oscar for mm-hmm. best whatever screenplay or whatever. It's actually not great. Yeah, and everyone just... says it's deadly, and you know what it is. I think like. Basically, the trailer makes you think that it's a completely different movie to what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there's something really off about it. Like, because me, Ella, and Jane watched it afterwards. We were saying, like, you know, I may destroy you, which tackles exactly the same subjects, but just does it in a much better way. Okay. And really leaves you think like it just well I like guess... I'm just saying of something that was made recently that tackles like similar issues and just does it like a million times better first of all like the whole the whole thing starts off with and you'll see it in the trailer right that she goes to uh, nightclubs and she pretends to be hammered by herself and waits for a man to approach her who kind of is of the guise of like, oh, I'm a nice guy. He's going to help you. Ben Affleck. Yeah, like I, ben, I exactly. But the problem is like, I don't know about you, but never once is she in a club and a woman comes up to her. Like how many times have you been in a club hammered or seen a girl hammered in a club? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the time, it's like how many times have you been out with your mates where you've gotten you've brought a girl in the taxi with you because she's lost and she's hammered and she can't find her friend oh yeah I mean all the time you've ended up making friends with a whole load of girls that end up looking after you and making sure that you get home okay and they were like I was gonna say I'm that girl I know but it's happened a lot it just didn't feel like that was realistic anyway, that whole part of it because I was like and then what she does is she waits till she gets home to the house and then she, like, within, like, you know, uh, a click, she's completely sober and she starts to c- confront them and says, like, well, yeah, maybe you, you'll think twice before fucking doing this again. And not once do any of these sly fucks, like, become pissed off or aggressive or even, like, violent with her. They're just, like, fair enough. They're just freaked out. They're like, oh my God, you're some sort of fucking wizard. Like, they're just like, can't fucking even get their heads around it. Whereas I think like, that was a pretty fucking risky thing. So this guy was willing to take this girl who could barely stand back to his apartment or wherever he lived. And now she switches it on him. So he's been scammed. He's not going to have sex now. And he's being told that he's a fucking creep. Um, I think some of these people might react quite fucking badly to this. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but yes. 
I don't know if you no, and like, I'm gonna I think say... any of us have, who told somebody drunk and fucking pushy that they're not getting sex ah, and that they're listen. a creep don't tend to react well no um I do think I mean as you say anyone who is going off with a girl in that state let's face it it's we're you know we're not dealing with the cream of the crop here um he's not gonna fall to his knees and start crying and like begging for god to forgive him well yeah look i mean they're not they're generally not they're not good guys these guys you know i do feel um even as you describe that situation there it's kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that type of fella who's just hanging around and just not he's 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 not up to any good at all kind of reminds me of how it popped into my head but you remember eddie murphy when he um used the excuse he um do you remember he was he was caught with a sex worker i think a transgender sex worker uh, mm. a transvestite sex worker i think and he said that he was going around helping these people late at night like that's what he was doing like he was yeah and it's just Given come him. on i mean really philanthropy that's what you're up to eddie so no i can't imagine the type of male you're describing I don't think if that's how they're making out that that's how he would respond to that. It doesn't strike me as very realistic. Like, don't get me wrong, parts of it were good, but. I'm going to say something controversial. Has Carrie yeah. Mulligan, who seems like a perfectly nice person, married to one of the mm. Um, Has she ever been in a good movie? In all honesty, has she? I don't know. She's usually like in big costumes, isn't she? And Pesci costumes. Yeah, it's just always like arguing with the man in suspenders, isn't it? I thought it was going to be better. It's not great. She works in a coffee shop. So there's all these there's all these weird bits that it feels like it's fucking scenes that didn't make the cut in friends it just doesn't fucking make any sense at all like i honestly i just think with carrie i feel like any even education do you remember that one i don't know if you saw that one she was in and it was no. like oh my god it's amazing blah, blah blah it's this that or whatever i find just again it's it's always been underwhelming i know this is an episode of underwhelming and cringe but like it's always been underwhelming i feel the movies with carrie I find it like even the whole story, even the even the basis of the story doesn't make any fucking sense. So she meets this guy, right? That went she went to college with. He recognizes her straight away. She doesn't recognize him. It's her fucking best mate who this all this scandal went down with in college. They were thick as thieves. They she goes to meet the fucking mom at one stage and is talking about whatever happened at some teenage birthday. So they've been friends for fucking years, even before college. Everyone knows that these two are friends. He fucking recognizes her. She doesn't know who the fuck he is. And yet the story of her best friend and the rape never comes up between them. And that he never questions I mean, that maybe come on. she might have a bit of a fucking you know issue about this or have a different memory from him about how it all went down she's fucking obsessed about this since it happened okay grand but like there's a big huge part of it that she only finds out fucking now <laughs> like what is it fucking seven years later 
she drops she drops out of college she's working in a coffee shop she's going out to nightclubs every night of the week to do this I was sting operation in a coffee which, shop she only starts to she only starts to think about the people who were actually present at the fucking thing now yeah after this many years it just it doesn't none of it makes any and you see the problem is is that once you're out you're out you know if you can't believe it you're not gonna like it as a movie because there has to be some element of credulity to it oh i knew there was even from the trailer i knew there was going to be bits that were going to be a bit like far-fetched and i was ready for that and i was actually you know i was like the whole part about the revenge i'm like yeah Bring it on. Let's have that's Emma far- all over. Let's have some far fetched revenge. I want to see mm-hmm. petrol cans. I want to see, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see big like, shit. You want to see RIP Lisa Left Eye Lopez. You want to see that level of revenge burning yeah. the house down. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I thought was going to happen. That's what I was waiting for. Mm hmm. It's just it's no, and right. I think I would. Define... And everyone thinks it's deadly, so I feel like bad because everyone thinks it's fucking deadly, but like it's not. No, well, if you I haven't even watched. Watch... No, I may destroy you. Watch that instead. Okay, where can 100%. we watch these? Actually, I may. You'll have to dodgy. Uh, okay, did that you... BBC player? I'd say. No, I do think because even as you were describing it there, and I would listener get in touch if you know a good film of Carrie Mulligan in it, please get in touch. Really like her as a person, seems very likable, etc., etc., etc. But I just don't know if she been in anything good. I, would now, like, I didn't see education, or I haven't seen these I things mean, where she's having good. arguments with men wearing suspenders. So I, I wasn't <laughs> going into it. I wasn't going. <laughs> I wasn't going into it with any negative pre sometimes I think with Carrie is she you know is she a good actress or does she just have like short hair you know like I often find like when they have the shorter hair it's like my god she's a quirky actress it's like is she or does she just have short hair this is it you see you don't know the two people the best performances in it for me is you remember your man McLovin from whatever that movie was where he has the fake ID he's in yeah. it and he's very good what he's does actually, he look like there does he have the same exact head? same he looks okay, exactly the same interesting. and Alison Alison Brie is good in it as well like she plays this kind of um preppy kind of keeping up appearances kind of character and she plays that very well so I think she's very good in it and I think McLovin like he's a small partner but he's like good Okay, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what McLovin's up to. But no, you haven't sold him. Pe- it's sorry. like it's like six different films fucking wedged together. It's just bizarre. I mean, as you say it now, it kind of reminds me of this film, this Spanish film. And would you believe it was the last film I saw before we went into lockdown? Because I went to see it. I I um. I really enjoy going to the cinema on my own so much so that when I lived in my housemates we would hear of films and say yeah we must go that to that together and then I would say I'm just going to the shop to get some milk and I would go into the lighthouse and just go and watch it on my own because I just really enjoy watching movies on my own it's such a pleasure Uh, so that yeah it was always like a little treat to me but the last film that I saw on my own 
was end of the century was the name of it i think it was i think a spanish or was it yeah it was a spanish film but these two guys uh so it was essentially like a love story but for me i had heard such great things about this film and everyone said oh my god it's like effectively like um call me by your name it's you know it's just amazing it's like call me by your name meets moonlight and it's fantastic and it's this that or whatever but the entire premise centered around supposedly these two men meet i think where do they meet maybe oh barcelona they meet in barcelona and we're expected to believe that they had a dalliance 20 years ago and they only realized towards the end of the day that they actually had a dalliance 20 years ago like sorry but no like they just have this moment when they're like sharing a baguette um sitting on top of a castle admiring the sunset and they put two and two together and realize oh my god we were actually together 20 years ago I mean come on it's true really because stretchy. when you first meet somebody new obviously you're gonna go through the common ground you have with each other yeah no I wasn't buying it and actually it's funny because at that stage we were all saying things like those poor people in China like oh they're all they can't leave their houses did you hear about this they're just in uh, their gaffs all of the time sounds and like I a China problem to me <laughs> oh, those poor people over there anyway not for wearing masks but it was funny because I I, I it, it's such it's such an evocative memory to me because I just remember sitting there on my own mm. and I think it was just that week now where people were starting to get a bit nervous and there was a guy beside me who was coughing and it was the first time that I thought Julie maybe you should maybe you should like leave this cinema like maybe this is not such a good idea but that was my first real moment of experiencing it was it was very much I think Road Farley said that about like he put up a thing saying oh my god this day a year ago a couple of months ago he he drew up a thing on Twitter mm. saying this day a year ago Neil Denimir when I was supporting him said to me you know this thing from China takes off we could be in trouble and I was like no we'll be grand but it was that thing of oh this guy coughing okay maybe this actually isn't so far away I just it was the first time I felt nervous about what was to come and then a few days later we were in lockdown but no I mean no more than that that film was such a disappointment I was really excited about it and I just said ah here come on it took you till baguette time to realize actually sorry did we shift in the mid 90s like please although to be fair maybe I wouldn't remember people I shifted in the mid 90s either I don't know look who's to say yeah. no judgment if, here. if you got to the stage of sharing a baguette you'd think you'd have tried before then wouldn't you and the way and the way they just ripped that baguette uh, we won't get into um you know the Dave Fanning reviews they need to bring that show back by the way do you remember Dave Fanning in the movies like come ever since then I am at sea I don't know what movie to go to see because I don't know what Dave Fanning thinks about it so we need to get Dave mm. Fanning back on the TV and telling us what we should see but I did watch Mayor of Easttown starring um, this up and coming actress called Kate Winslet um, and I have to say have you watched it Ems? 
No, what's it called again? So it's called Mayor of Easttown. And essentially she is, Kate Winslow plays um, this detective who, like the usual yada, yada, yada stuff in the sense that on paper, it's very much like we've seen it before. Mm. But it like, I mean, that's not to take from it because it is actually very, it's very well executed. But, you know, when I say the usual story, like the detective whose personal life is in chaos and simultaneously she's trying to solve the biggest case of her career whilst (laughs) maintaining the balance between work life and home life and blah 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 now cold pizza and nurse Kate Winslet is absolutely amazing obviously long-term fan of Kate Winslet and you know I do think justice for Kate because in the immediate aftermath of Titanic a lot of people were saying there was a little bit of leg room um, on that raft. I think we'd all agree. Like, that is not true. Okay, can we just can we just get it out there now? Uh, can we just clear this one up? Like, no, sorry. Like, they would have all, like, they would have sank. So she made her choice, and I completely support her in that. So, you know, let's mm. just leave that where it is. But she is great, you know, and it's the usual thing. of She's walking around with a limp. She's wearing a check shirt. It's like, we get it you know she's tough like okay we mm. get it um but and I did laugh because I watched it on my own now I do think sometimes at the risk of sounding a little bit molly cuddled I just need a bit of a warning that something is going to be extremely depressing you know like I just need that warning because guys I will say I watched the first episode and I think because there's a baby in it as well that has red hair and obviously, you know, haven't had, mm. I just found it very affecting, very depressing. And I did laugh because I was like, is this just me? Because people had told me you need to watch this. It's great. And I just wasn't feeling well after it. I was like, this is just so grim. And then I saw Marion Keyes, who we all fucking love. She put up the funniest tweet then. She said, sweet Jesus, I've just watched the first episode of Mayor of Easttown and now I want to hang myself. It's the most depressing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like so she was willing to say it. She yeah. was going to say it. Yeah. And do you know what? I was like, I, do you know, I, I kind of felt much better because you know when you watch something, Emma, and you're like, is this me? Am I the one now? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, if everyone's but not like, into it, and you're like, yeah. Is, oh, I, but then when when she said this, she was like. I'm d- like this actually did make me want to hang myself. This yeah. and I did feel so. Is she okay pissed. or what's the crack? I think she's tweeted since so I'm okay, presuming this grand. was just an empty threat yeah okay <laughs> god get people an worried. empty threat not not like a few people after our live episode the other night which was great crack a few people did send me a few tech um links to support lines after some of our <laughs> So we're sorry. Emma's like, tell that other bit, tell that other bit. You know, like the bitch you might have told your mate, like over teary Eddie Rockets, and like ever since strawberry milkshakes just taste of tears. I was like, come that on, tell that story. bitch. That and the guards, say that bitch. Go on. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm over here. It's a comedy podcast. But it was hanging. Keeping it, it was light, hanging. keeping it, it fluffy. Hanging. I know. A few Nothing. stories. You know, you, you were on fire you. with the crack. I you thought- were on the fire. I thought we're on the fire. Listen to me. I thought you wanted me to egg you on because I think it's the kind of story that you need to be egged on to tell. Because if you tell it yourself just outright, it's like, Jesus. I know. If someone's egging you on, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit 
Oh, yeah, I think it was one of those. I think we all would have been like, (gasps) they were a couple of the stories. And you know, like when you're saying them to your mate and we're all having a bit of a giggle, but you realize then when you're telling 55 people, um, and you just see some of the faces and some people look quite sad, you're like, (laughs) is this one for the comedy podcast? I'm not sure, but no, so I was relieved that Marion Keys had that reaction to because I actually went down and woke up Fred and I was like, Fred, Fred, Fred. I was like, I've just watched this thing, I can't tell you how sad it's after making me feel it. Just if no, but probably testament to the characters in it that I was so affected, but of course, I went back to watch the second episode. Of course, I went back to watch the second episode. I will say that the second episode, I kind of was a bit relieved because definitely the the sucker punch is the first episode. And I did feel a little bit, a little bit safer in the next episode. But no, I mean, like it's hard. It's like, how do you define whether something's good or bad? Like obviously going back to watch it is a positive but at the same time I do think in the current climate as well I just don't know if we need something that oppressive I mean it's brilliant it's fantastic art blah 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 blah. but you know just at the moment I'm like I just need a bit of real housewives I just need a bit of bubblegum yeah I hear you I hear you the 11th of December myself and Fred are getting married by the way we're doing just family. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're going to do Benner's Hotel and Dingle, hopefully. Yeah, so I will. Point there, lads. I will let you know. And obviously, Neve, get in touch. You, oh, I'm an open book. You can have all the deets for me. <laughs> will I go through just the people who joined our lovely Patreon during the week? Yes. And then you can go through where is your uh, wedding list going to be? Oh, well. Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm going to be paid. Now, the listener Arnest of the week. Nice. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? The listener of the week that week, December the 11th, will obviously be giving me away at the at the wedding. So that's the okay. prize that week. Can nice. Tara and Sinead get in touch as well? Because I had to take down last week's episode. I was a bit too raw. Thank you to everyone who sent the lovely messages. And do you know what? I was grand. I just needed a good old vent. Do you know that kind of way? It's so we're still back on patron, isn't it? It's still on the page. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, because a few people got in touch, so it's still up there. And you see, that's what we love about the Patreon, because we always say this, it does just feel a bit safer, doesn't it? That, like, you can kind of spill your guts, and it's like the Patreon, which is great. Yeah. Um. So it's not as, you know, up for public consumption or whatever. But I was all grand. I just needed an event. A lot of people saying, Emma, you were absolutely amazing, and you're such a good friend, and, like, you should be a counsellor and all that kind of crap, which I think is kind of a bit of a dig at me when somebody <laughs> says Emma should be a counsellor. You're like, whoa, okay. Well, look, Thank it's you. Very, it's very Thank easy you, to be mother. Ra- it's very easy to be rational when it's not your fucking life. Isn't that it? Yeah. And, well, no, I just, <laughs> I, I needed a couple of days of watching Mayor of Town, having a pity party, and then I was back on it. And yeah. you know, applying for the jobs and this, that, or whatever. And boom, you know, when you're in the zone, you're firing them out left, right, and center. Yeah. And now, okay, yes. So, Patreon. Oh, before I go through the list, can Tara and Sinead, who I know we took down the episode then last week, I was saying the book club was a huge success. Loved the book club, highlight of my month every month. This month, we're doing on the 28th Corpsing by Sophie White. He was going to be appearing because Sophie's mm. so sound. Thank you to Aoife. 
who told me that Sophie had offered to appear at book clubs or whatever. Um, so I got on to Sophie and Aoife pointed me in her direction for that. That's deadly. Yeah, thank you so much, Aoife. And Sophie, what an absolute sounder. She said she was going to come on for a 20-minute Q&A. Mm. So she's going to do that for us on the 28th of May. And obviously, it's like an amazing book, Corpsing. So do join. Uh, if you haven't joined before, it's going to be great. And Tara and Sinead. So again, Tara had a drop the mic. Interesting fact at the last book club. If you can send me your address, Tara, you're getting a little code for listener of the week. And Sinead also explained to me what the book was about last week. So if you can send me your address as well, Sinead, that'll be deadly. And our new patrons, we have Kira, we have Siobhan, we have Brida, we have Hannah, we have Sarah, we have Eva, we have Katie, we have Jane, we have Lauren, we have Sheila. We have Paula, we have Claire, we have Abby, we have Roshi, we have Therese, we have Rachel, and we have Emma, Louise, and Ali. Thank you so much, guys. We had a great week for the Patreon. I think it was probably probably our best ever week for the Patreon, and we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, Emma Louise. I'm an Emma Louise. You are an Emma Louise. Hey, Emma Louise. I think most of us are Emma Louises. And I'm a Julianne. There's a lot of Julianne's floating around as well. Yeah. Not to make it all about me, but anyway, just did. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. And look, you know, you could, if the comedy doesn't Chinese. work, counselling. Yeah, I think I'd be all right at that. I think Probably you'd be an amazing counsellor, Emma, honestly. I'd I know. I'd go back to college, though, wouldn't I? I know, could you be arsed? You know, I've gotten on to people now this week and they're like, uh, they mentioned something about a course and I'm like, you either want me or you don't. <laughs> Just to say that, you either oh. want me or you don't. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to go off now. My new porn this week uh-huh. is Cheap Irish Houses, or as I like to call it, Roscommon Homes. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I said to you last week, didn't I? I was like, I'm, yeah. half, th- I'm half thinking about it now, guys. Half thinking about it. Fred had only loved to be back in Neatrim. And sure, Ross Common's only really a suburb of Leitrim. Oh, controversial. I have to edit that out before Ross Common comes after me. Love you, Emma. Love you too. Thanks for the invite to the wedding. Yeah, but look, sorry, you, you're you you're going to be the celebrant. What are you talking about? Yeah, shit, I'll have to get into that. Oh, sounds like a chorus. Nyeh, nyeh. I know but it's money in the bank Emma it is money in the bank actually if you are looking for somebody to be a celebrant um our old friend Ruth Ruth oh the name the second name escapes me now what's lovely Ruth Ruth Hunter no lovely Ruth Radio Ruth Radio you know Ruth. who I'm talking about I don't off, I'll edit that but out. You know, Ruth. <laughs> no, but I don't. I'm not even speaking to Or is it some? It's Ruth, isn't it? Do you know who? You know, she used to always be on the radio when we were younger. She's maybe t- married to Dermot Morgan's son. Oh, I do. Ruth Scott. Ruth Scott. Yes. So I didn't know who the fuck you were talking about. Radio. Hang on, I'm just going to throw that in because I love Ruth. Ruth Scott is a humanist minister. If you're ever looking for someone to do your weddings, she'd be deadly. Yeah, she'd be good. I think she'd have the right mix of like professional, but light and the the funnies and stuff. 
I mean, you be just doing, you be just doing your Ricker Street set. Let's face it. Yeah. You be, you be, you be, my wedding will be in practice for your Vicar Street show. <laughs> and everyone will be coming up saying, Emma, well done. That was fantastic. I'm like, but it's my day. <laughs> my day. Okay. I look just I'm going to turn up, I'm going to turn up dressed in a big, dressed in a big white dress. Oh God, I'm going to basically I'm going to manipulate Fred into thinking that this is going to be a surprise that you want. And then I'm going to turn up in a big white dress, totally over the top, the hair, makeup, everything professionally Beehive, done. Beehive, like yeah. Mammy Gosling. And make a big long speech that I've gotten like people to help me write, which is just going to be the funniest <laughs> fucking thing ever. And just, yeah, just to piss you off. You'd get you'd get Carl Spain on board. Of course I would. And Simon O'Keefe, who's another brilliant. Yeah, Simon's just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. People would be crying, laughing, and then my dad would say things like, "He probably say at the end, she looked beautiful, didn't she?" (laughs) And then my 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 mother, because mom, mom and dad, they're always like so amazed by like (laughs) other people's beauties. Mom be like. Her colouring, her colouring, her colouring. Our dad would just, you know, we just, I'd just be over it and I'd be saying to Fred, do you think, honestly, do you think it was the Emma show? But like, no, 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 like a lot of people were talking about you as well and saying, because it was my wedding, Fred, like it was supposed to be my, day. no, 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 like I didn't even, I don't think people even noticed Emma was doing the wedding. And then dad would just say something in the car on the, on the way home. She's got amazing eyes, doesn't she? Yeah, um, you're selling it to me amazing even more eyes. now. I can't wait for this. I've never seen eyes like them. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to. And right. you know what would be funny? Because Fred, you could easily just throw Fred a DM and this could be a big surprise for me. Yeah, totally. And Fred is just so like, you'd be like, yeah, she'd love that. You yeah. could sell anything to Fred, like yeah. anything at all. You're like, here's what I'm thinking, Fred. I'm thinking, let's go for the crack. Banaclava, robbing a bank. Let's just see how it goes. It'd be such a funny story. Yeah. Take the Banaclavas off. All the guards be like, oh my God, it's you. Does Tommy really not know who the guests are? We'll have a good laugh. We'll put, we'll video it. It'll be great. And similarly, you'll DM and say, look, I'm thinking white dress. Is Tommy getting, speaking of Tommy, is Tommy getting an invite? Well, it's going to be just family. So I know, like, you know, let's wait and see. Let's just wait. If Tommy Ternan turns up, I fucking will turn up. I can tell you that now. I know. And before you know it, for the next season of Tommy, it'll be like, well, Tommy, your next guest is. And my dad will be like, her colouring. <laughs> Doesn't she have amazing eyes? On that note, I've been Jeannie J. <laughs> oh, I've been Emma Doran. I did it. I did it. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.